Good evening, family. How's everybody doing tonight? Yes, I played the wrong song, Jeff. <laughs> That's all right, man. It's still a good Christian song. So I will play Daryl Boyer on the way out. 
But guys, uh, hope you had an absolutely wonderful day, beautiful weekend, uh, starting to get a little bit chilly here. But we have got a great show today. It's great to be back on a Brothers on a Bible. We've got a phenomenal guest coming here tonight, Michael from Sling and Stone, phenomenal um, video film content producer and a servant of God. This is going to be a great conversation. We also have our brother Jeff here, Kilted Christian, episode 537, Brothers in a Bible, Sling and Stone. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. All right. Well, great to see you. For those of you that I did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, thank you so much for joining us on this weekend show. I'm always blessed to have you here with us. So we're going to go ahead. First, we're going to bring in Jeff and say hello to Jeff. Brother, how are you doing today? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, not too bad right now. I'm still struggling a little bit, but hey, praise God, I'm here. He is in control. My faith is in him, and it's going to be okay, folks. Amen. And I like that, by the way, how that intro worked out there. Brothers in a Bible sling and stone. Yeah, exactly. I know it worked out pretty well, <laughs> man. It sounded really cool, dude. It sounded like we're fixing to go to battle. No, we, we well, technically. We are fixing to go to battle. We're in the battle. Um, at we the very least, battle. we're going to do a little prayer battle here at the end of the show um, and a conversation about the importance. But you've got someone next to you would like to say hello to I everyone. Do. You want me to bring her in Please here? Please do. Hey, y'all. Yeah, that would be a voice you may not recognize, and that is the lovely wife of Jeff Insidious. You guys know her as Insidious, and it's always a blessing to hear you. I'm, I'm thankful that you popped on to say hello. Oh, I just had to. I had, it's been a while. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's great to hear. Got both microphones working again. The Mac's yeah. up. This is awesome. It, it's because it's because Michael here. It, it's yeah, exactly. See, it's Mike, what it is. He brings out the good in people, he, man. It, I mean, it just gets people ready and excited to get in here and let's let's do this thing. Well, I hear Michael and I think like protection, Our safety, people. good per Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to who wouldn't want to fight in a battle next to someone named Michael. Right. <laughs> kind of feel safe. Speaking of Michael. Brother, how are you doing? This is Michael. Um, Sling and Stone is where you can find him um, on uh, multiple different platforms, YouTube included, as well as TikTok and so forth. And uh, he's a video content producer, servant of Christ, who does very similar stuff to um, what I do with Payne's Angels, which is how Jeff ended up finding him to begin with. Um, and he does these uh, videos that are right around 10 minutes long. I think he may have figured out the same thing that I figured out a while back when I did the long videos and no one has an attention span anymore. So you shorten them and you get more views that way. So, Michael, how are you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me on. It's my honor. And um, yeah, praise God. And yes, it's true. That's uh, that kind of seems to be the sweet spot. So, yeah, you you learn as time goes on, what kind of works for the audience and kind of do that. <laughs> exactly. Cause I, my first, uh, the first thing that I attempted, um, was a show called Fortnite Patriots where they were like hour and a half shows. I'm talking about politics, God, and, uh, you know, no one has the attention span anymore to sit down that long, especially when it's a video content. Um, yeah. you know, so you break them down to like, you know, five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, like max and, and you, your numbers increase and the whole, you know, and it's not about the view count. It's about mm. letting people see your content and hoping that they find faith or they send it to someone that needs to find that faith. And, uh, you know, 10 minutes is a perfect time because it's not too long and you can fit a lot of information in that time. 
Yeah, exactly. That's the point, and that's the mission, and that's kind of my whole mission. I I go into different fields of like Islam or New Age or aliens and stuff like that, just so it gets the attention of what I think like someone would click who wasn't a follower of Jesus, yes, and then try to make the Bible seem interesting enough for them to look into it and hopefully find faith in Christ and change their life forever. Yeah, you do a great yes. job, brother. Let me just tell you, you you really do. I've watched a lot of your videos and. uh a lot of these people on here know that I'm kind of strict per se. Um, and mm. you, you bring you, the Lord is using you in a powerful way. Let me say it that way. In my oh, thank you. Yeah. Glory to him. It's yeah. He's the one who's led me every step of the way only here because of him. So yeah, I'm happy he gets all the, the glory and honor for that. Amen, Amen, Amen. to that. Like that. So, um, so your interest in, in film, cause like I said, is I, I not, I don't just enjoy the subject of your film or your um, videos, but I enjoy the way that you put these together. Um, one thing that I realized, cause I went to school for a film. And one thing that I realized, you know, you, you gotta have a title that brings people in, get that interest to begin with, um, start off strong end strong, you know what I'm saying? So people are like, Whoa, they can feel that accomplishment that, that you're doing as you're creating videos. Um, yeah. what got you into, um, mixing your faith with, editing did you go to school for it is this something that you picked up because god was like look i need you to serve me in this way how did this come about yeah so pretty much it was just like seven eight years ago now i was just watching youtube just regularly um just channels i liked and i saw one of the guys talking about how he made a living doing videos and i was like oh i had no idea that people were even making money making videos so i was like well why don't i look into that and just talk about subjects i like which is just faith and kind of i guess more conspiratorial topics so I was like, okay, I'll just try that and did it for years without it being even close to making a living on it. And then just as time gone on, has gone on, I felt like the Lord was really telling me like, make the best product you possibly can. So now I'm just like a student really of making the best videos possible. Like you want to have just an intriguing question in the, in the title and the thumbnail to where someone has to click it. The videos that are like laid out in the storyline with like an intro, a middle to a conclusion, those ones seem to do better. It's like constantly working to get the 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 retention really to to be good on the videos and just to make the most impactful kind of like a story form video. So yeah, it's really the Lord just led me to. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll just try to make videos and I'll make it on subjects I like, which is really about faith. And then He's just the whole the whole way just guided me to try to be better at it. Yeah, and, you, and you're doing a, a phenomenal job. Like I said, is it? It's they Thank they you. keep your attention. Like I, I haven't um I haven't watched or haven't started one of your videos without finishing them, and that's always oh, says wow. something because um you know we're, we're all busy. You know I I'm so busy doing the editing, getting the show prepared, you know, doing my own scriptural research just to better myself. Um, that yeah. I have to to listen while I'm doing something else. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. So in order for, you know, to watch a video that just sucks me in and calls my full attention the entire time, you do a great job at it. God has, has chosen you to, to do exactly what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's 100% because of him. He leads me to all the answers. I'm always thanking him when I learn something new or see something that stands out. I'm just like so grateful that he's given me the, I guess, the wisdom or the knowledge to see how to do it as best I can. So that brings up a question I have. So how long have you been a Christian, a born-again believer? Uh, I got saved about about 10 years ago now from this point. Wow. Young. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty young. I mean, I wasn't living for God at all. I was totally lost living, you know, party life, dabbling in occult stuff, um, just so lost. And then one night 
just Jesus uh, in a supernatural encounter when people were praying over for me, I encountered the love of God that just changed my life forever. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, it, God, boy, he comes into your life quick. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. that's the thing is that, you know, <laughs> he comes in quicker and he doesn't leave. And that's the great thing is that, you know, once you find him, you know, cause one of the reasons I've said this before, you know, what took me so long to call myself a follower of Christ and it wasn't Christianity. It wasn't the Bible. It was Christians. They were mm -hmm. the ones that kept me from becoming a Christian or becoming yeah. a follower of Christ. You know, um, it's cause like, you don't want to feel judged. You know, where do you go? When, when, you, <laughs> right. when you need salvation, you go to church. And the last thing I want someone to do is tell me everything that I'm doing wrong. Like, look, I know what I'm doing wrong. It's why I'm, I'm here. You know, yep. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. that's one thing. So true. Yeah. Cause we've, I've had, believe it or not, I've had people in here reach out like, well, you probably should block this person. They've got drug issues or whatever. And I'm like, well, then they're exactly where they need to be. And I'm certainly not going to block. As a matter of fact, I wish I could get them to come here more, you know? Um, yep. our job is not to judge in like, a you know, you're wrong kind of way, but a judgment is to like, look, I'm here to help you kind of way. Mm -hmm. And there's sweet ways of doing it, but there's wrong ways of doing it. And, and Jeff's talked about this before is the last thing you want to be is a stumbling block for a brother or for a sister. And yeah. if you are a stumbling block for someone who's trying to seek Christ, you're going to be held accountable for that. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. The word tells us that if you lead somebody away from sin, that it covers even a multitude of sins for you. And it's a great thing to do. So yeah, we're not, if, if we were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus. So we're definitely, Amen. none of us is yes. perfect. And, Amen. and we just need more people to come to the truth. And yeah, we need to be the ones who are lost need even more attention and need a better seat at the table mm -hmm. than the ones yes. who are kind of on the right path. Exactly. Don't remember reading too many scriptures about Jesus hanging out in the church. You know, I, I read one, he was flipping tables and whipping wits, but you know, he was hanging out with the prostitutes, with the thieves, with the liars, you know, the, you know, the people that needed him. Yep. He come to save that which was lost. Exactly. exactly. Yep. You know, that's the thing that people have to remember. And unfortunately, we have, we have a lot of people out there that's spreading a lot of, in my opinion, mumbo jumbo stuff, um, which kind of brings me into what I was going to ask you next. You know, you you did a video, which is, is one of my favorites of your videos, where you had a gentleman, a clip where a gentleman was talking about the word Allah. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, yep. And how he was trying to convince that, that this word was the same, you know, same God to the Christians and, and the Muslim. And I'm not knocking these other religions. So don't nobody come at me. Okay. We're here to just talk. And, uh, so anyhow, uh, he tried to make a point on it, but then he got shot down by another gentleman. Um, and I thought that was a great, a great video to put out because what I took from that was not so much as the, you know, the whole Allah thing or whether Christian or Muslim, but just the age of deception mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and because that's, that's where we are in society. And, you know, you were talking before show about, you know, a lot of friends, young people that, you know, young, that's the key word. Young are on fire for the Lord. Praise God. That's what we need. You want revival. We've got to get everybody on board and especially our generation that's under us. Um, and they have to understand this salvation and they have to get on fire through the Holy spirit to, to do these things. Um, Amen. You, you brought that point out. Would would you talk a little bit about that? I mean, I, what was what caught your attention on doing that specific video? Was it because of like what I just talked because of all the deception that's going on or what? Would you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so one of my main focuses in making videos has been on Islam because when you study Islam, 
it's as clear as day that it's just a a plagiarized version of the scriptures. I mean, it was in the exact same region of the world, 600 years after the scriptures, the same people, Abraham, Moses, I mean, Jesus, the yeah. it's exactly plagiarized from the Bible. And so there's like 2 billion people on earth who really follow this faith. That's just a plagiarized version of the Bible. So my goal is to kind of point the similarities of Islam and how that's just taken from the true scriptures and the true God and hopefully lead them to Christ. And then while just kind of doing all this research, I've multiple times I've had these different Muslim people come to me and say, Allah is just a word for God. It just means God. We all, this is the whole kind of ideology. We follow the same God. What we're seeing with this whole kind of Abrahamic family house thing, the Jews, the Christians, the Muslims all coming together under, we all follow the Abrahamic God. We should all unite, even though the the two, the main point is the one thing that they both reject is that Jesus is the son of God. Yes, there you go. So when just kind of studying that and seeing that they were kind of coming across or people were saying that all is just a word for God and then actually looking into it in the Aramaic word for it is just Allah. It just sounds similar. It's like just another Satan copies God in everything he can. And it's just a copied version mm -hmm. of, of God, a Amen. satanic attempt. So as a counterfeit. Yeah. We, exactly. we've, we've discussed, you know, before is that no one on this earth knows scripture better than Satan himself. I mean, he's yeah. walked this earth the whole time. He's probably read the Bible a billion times. He knew it before he, you know, came down to earth from heaven, you know, so he understands and he also understands because of that, how easy it is to manipulate, much yep. less manipulate Christians. And we're seeing that in so many levels right now. Um, you know, and it's funny too, because one thing that we're watching right now, you know, we, we discussed, you know, early when we text or when we emailed, you know, about the new world religion, new world order, we're watching this kind of become implemented right in front of our faces right now. It's becoming yeah. more and more apparent that this is happening right now. Unfortunately, um, people are starting to wake up. And I, I feel that 2024, something biblical is going to happen this year that wakes up more people. And they're, gonna, they're not going to be able to say, well, this was technology. that did this. It's God. They're, they're, people are going to have no question that God's hand was not in this. Um, For sure. But, you know, because of this deception and manipulation— it's hard to figure out anymore who's trustworthy, especially with you know politics, particularly government and so forth. But even some of our churches, the churches are being infiltrated. They're being indoctrinated. They're they're pushing um, transgender movements and like things that I never thought we would be seeing in churches right now. And you know, and it's so dangerous. But the devil understood that. He understood that like quickest way to you know to influence Christians is to infiltrate the Christian churches. Yep. Sure. Yeah. You know, and one other thing I liked that you brought out, and that was what a lot of people don't know either. Um, how, so I'm just going to ask you the question and let you talk about it since you're our guest. So, how did Muhammad get his revelation? Well, yeah, he got it from the angel. Well, he says the angel Gabriel. And so it's pretty amazing that when you read in the scripture, I mean, God knew exactly that this would happen. And he said, even if an angel gives you a different teaching than us, it's false. Yeah, and that's so that's exactly what Islam is based off of. Yep. The, I mean, it's so clear over time and time again. And even reading through First John the other night, um, it's the most prophetic verse on the, on the creation of Islam. So many times it says, Believe the Son. Anyone who doesn't believe Jesus is the Son of God is not teaching the truth. Mm -hmm. yep. He's an antichrist. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, and, yeah. you know, many of our churches, and I always go back, 
poor Joel Steen, man. I pick on that guy more than anybody <laughs> in this world. But he's just a great example um, of how he's teaching prosperity and he's uh -huh. not teaching salvation. And it's like, look, no one needs a Mercedes. No one needs a million dollar home. You don't need to teach that stuff. What you need to do is teach people the importance of storing treasures in heaven, not on this earth. You're not going to be able to mm -hmm. take any of that stuff with you. You know what I'm saying? You may as well just, you know, die with it here. Um, yeah. But he does. He focuses on the prosperity, but he you throw the word God in there on occasion. And I hear this all the time out of politicians' mouths where they literally come out there, Pelosi. I mean, you, you name it, shift. They will invoke the name of God, but God is such a generic term. It You know what I'm saying? Jesus is specific. So when I hear exactly. someone come out and, and praise the name of Jesus, I'm like, okay, I'm willing to listen. But if you mm -hmm. avoid that name and you're like God, you know, your God could be Satan for all I know. And, right. but people don't understand this and they buy into that. And they're like, well, well, Pelosi was up there talking about God. It's like, does it make her a Christian? No, hundred percent. I mean, even when you look at kind of what's going on in Israel right now, which I talk about often is like the third temple that many people in Israel want to be built. The temple Institute, who's really pushing for that to be built. They go around and interview people in Israel and they say, well, what do you think about the third temple? Well, I think it'll be good. We all follow the same God. Everyone's going to come and yep. worship God in this house. And it's like, no, they're not worshiping Jesus and they're not following Jesus to salvation. It's this universal God, yeah. all past lead to God, which is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, it's, and I actually have a video that I saved a long time ago. It's this actually a video about what you just talked about. Title of that video is Coexist. Yeah. Yep. I imagine that, you know. This whole thing with the third temple, that's going to be huge. That's supposed to be taking place sometime this year. Yeah. You know, with this war that's going on over there, I, I don't know how that's going to play out. Could be a part of it. You know, I don't know. But any, anyhow. You see that's those, true. Yeah, it could bring in the false peace. I mean, we yeah, know that there's yeah. going to be turmoil, and then the false man of peace comes. That's and, right. yeah, they want to do that third temple ceremony this year with the red heifers, even on the Mount of Olives, even if they don't get the temple mount. So that's hundred percent something to keep our our watch on. Yeah, which yeah. also means the Antichrist is somewhere roaming around because he's integral in the building of this. Yeah. You know, so it's like we we see these things are happening like quicker and quicker and quicker, and it's definitely becoming more obviously the signs of the times, the prophecies are unfolding. It's becoming almost a little bit easier to convince, or not to convince, because there's no convincing, but to show people the truth. Because now mm. you can be like, look. This was written 2,000 years ago. It could have been written yesterday. And then you show them what's taking place today. And it's like, you know, it, it's becoming undisputable, yeah, which totally. is a good thing. We need it. But we're also running out of time. Um, you know, so, you know, God promises today. He didn't promise us tomorrow. You know, saying so no better time today than to gain that relationship with Christ and, and to be saved. Now, one thing um, that I have a problem with personally, and that's one thing I'm very open here, um, because look. We're all Christians. We're all love Christ, but we're also full of fault. We're sinners still, you know what I'm saying? So admitting we, we should be able to talk about the things that we have problems with so other people know they're not the only ones going through them. And one thing that I've been discussing recently is, um, you know, fighting the difference between anger and righteous anger because you see that the trafficking of the children, the satanic stuff going on, the abortions, you know, just the sacrifice, just all this stuff happening. It's hard not to get mad about it. And I had a buddy out of nowhere who found God recently explained it to me perfectly the other day is that, well, the reason that you get, you know, like this, the reason you get stressed out and anxious is because you're walking in front of God. He goes, you need to be walking with him or behind him. 
God's got the answers. You know what I'm saying? Like you were literally walking in front of the problem. Why not walk behind God or Christ who is solving those problems? Um, you know, and that's one thing that, you know, that I do is I'll talk about the news and I don't mean to get into the negative what's happening in the world today, but it's one beautiful thing that I love about the way that you do your films is that you're not a doomsdayer. You know what I'm saying? You're like, look, this is what revelation has to say. This is what's happening in the world right now, but don't lose hope. And then you go to scripture that literally points out an example of like how God says, use this time to empower yourself. Don't lose hope. I've got the answers. I'm the key to everything. You know, you know, so you're not yeah. a doomsday or necessarily, like I said, you, you're talking about the things that people will consider doomsday, but you're mm-hmm. also there to be like, look, there's no reason to panic. We're going to get through this. It's prophecy. We're walking with God. So, I mean, I, I applaud that. Yeah. Oh, thank you, know, you. And that brings up another thing too. How do you, how do you feel, Michael, about where we're at? And again, no man know at the day or the time. Okay. But how do you feel from your understanding um, and where we are right now in this time frame? how close just just an opinion. I give mine on here all the time. I think we're real close, but how, where do you stand on that? I mean, you've done some videos on third temple. You just did one the other day on the Pope. Um, you've, you've done some stuff, Antichrist. You've done a lot of other content too, but what, what is your take on that? Kind of like from a perspective of like Daniel revelation, Matthew 24, especially. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look at what's going on in the world, it's really kind of, undeniable that things are moving for sure in the direction of a fulfillment of prophecy i do try to keep an open mind just like um like duncan mentioned that uh you know there's hope in christ god can do anything i have hope for things to turn around there's been different moments in my walk in the past 10 years where i was like man it seems like things are going to really start soon i mean 2020 probably all of us were thinking that (laughs) yeah and then there's like a moment of reprieve so you know god is gracious in long suffering to want all to come to repentance. So I have hope that maybe things could go on and maybe there's times of maybe a real leader kind of leading the free world to kind of bring peace, maybe more to the world. So, uh, and not the antichrist, of course, but like just a genuine leader following God. But when you look at it, I mean, man, it's like almost every day that I see things start to happen and I'm just like, geez, it cannot be far off because just the love of many is waxing cold. And, and, you know, I try to not have that anger, too, with the things because I don't want my my um, love to wax cold, you know, because yeah. I'm just like, there's so much evil in the world. It's like hard to not get upset by it. So I guess I, I the way I kind of like to say it when it comes to that is I like to say it could really start tomorrow, but then it could also start, I guess, in like even maybe 10, 20 years. I'm right. not totally sure. But if it started tomorrow, I wouldn't be shocked. No, exactly. I know it's like every day I'm expecting it to start tomorrow. Yeah. Um, 2024, we're only like a month into it. And it's already been like one of the most insane months we've ever experienced in our lives with just the amount of like um, darkness, the amount of truth that's being, ex- or, or the the lies that are being exposed with truth. Like we're, we're seeing things like ramp up pretty quick. Wars and rumors of wars. We're watching Deuteronomy. We read that last night, literally taking place right here in our country and around the world. Like prophecy is unfolding pretty quick. And, you know, we, one conversation we have is because, you know, it's maybe 50, 50 here in our chat where, you know, you ask someone is, does um, rapture come before trib after trib, you know, so it's about 50, 50. But one thing that we all agree on is that's why today's the best time to get saved because, uh, (laughs) you know, Bob Marley said, and I I said this last night, it could be the first trumpet. It may as well be the last. If you're hearing the first trumpet, you're probably too late. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. 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 You For are sure. late. You are late. You know, which brings, you know, the other thing, uh, this, this solar eclipse is fixing to happen with the double X's. Yeah. That's, uh, April. Yeah. That's, yep. That's coming up. Yeah. Yep. That's like what, April, April 8th. Yeah. That's right. April 8th. Yeah. And, and that, that has a lot of significant meaning. Uh, Michael, you want to talk a little bit about that, about the, you know, what it means to the Jewish people? Yeah. Yeah. I actually did a live stream last night. I do a live stream every Friday for my YouTube members and Patreon supporters. And we talked about that last night. So yeah, you know, there was the total solar eclipse in 2017 that happened. And then on yeah April 8th, 2024 will be the other one that makes the X over America. And then when you look at another uh, partial eclipse or something, it wasn't a totality, but um, another solar eclipse that take place. It looks like the Hebrew letter, the Aleph. Mm -hmm. Not sure if I say that right, but it's the first number or the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Yeah. So that's interesting. And then also when you look at some of the different things, like I guess the first eclipse in 2017 crossed the town of Donald, I guess, which is strange because Trump was elected yeah. at that time. Yeah. And like Salem, it went over Salem. Mm -hmm. Then this one has a totality over not only Salem, Kentucky, I guess, but also little an area of the nation called Little Egypt. Which is in Missouri, I think. Um, I, yeah, or I'm not, it might've been Southern Illinois, I think on the okay. website I read, but I might be wrong, but there's, yeah, there's strange things. Yeah. The little Egypt thing is close to that, wherever that is and then in the country there. So, I mean, the Genesis tells us there's that what goes on in the sky are, are for signs. That's the first thing that God referenced yeah. signs and seasons. And then in like, say, uh, Mark 13, Luke 21, there'll be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. So this could have a definitely prophetic significance, especially in election year. So much stuff going on in Israel. Definitely yes. worth keeping an eye on. Yeah. I don't know every I know there's some stuff in the Talmud, which obviously is not from God at all because it speaks terrible things about Jesus Christ. But um it does say something like the Jewish people, if it's a I think if it's a lunar eclipse, it's a bad sign for the Jewish people. If it's a solar, it's a bad sign for the Gentiles. But honest honestly, anything in the Talmud can't be believed because it's it's Honestly, it's Antichrist doctrine, really. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. You know, Duncan talks a lot about the X's cross, and he keeps up on that yeah, part of it. I did a, a video a while back called My Walk with Daniel, and I talk about it in there because when I was digging um, into the significance of the eclipse, the X, a cross, that's, that's what got me into it. I was like, well, it crosses. So I'm like, I wonder if this is spiritual significance. So as I went back in the scripture, um, there was the— you know, at three o'clock, the sun darkened, you know, when Christ was on that cross. And, you know, my yep. first thought was like, could that have been an eclipse? So as I'm digging through the history, I literally found an eclipse that went the opposite way seven years prior to the one that had or to Christ being on the cross. And it happened wow. right down from Damascus. So it was literally right in oh, the wow. same area. And it was exactly a cross, just like the one that we're seeing right here. If, in fact, that was an eclipse that happened when Christ was put on that cross. Um, mm. but nonetheless, it was interesting. It got yeah. me kind of, you know, focused on, on like, man, I wonder if this is, you know, scripturally sound and it doesn't matter. Um, but we're watching all this stuff happen so quick right now. Um, there's going to be a lot of people, um, at early April that are sitting down there just watching and waiting and hopefully a lot of people on their knees praying too. One oh, of the yeah. things that I find fascinating about it is, you know, in scripture, it says the Jews require a sign. Yep. And that's why we're having all, in my opinion, that's why I go, Gordon, actually, it's not opinion, it's in God's word. They require a sign. And I think that's why a lot of the signs that will happen in the heavens and the earth is to try to wake these people up mm -hmm. and accept Jesus as the Messiah. 
as a son of God, which they a lot of them reject even to this day. Um, so That's definitely right. need to be praying for the, the the real Jews. You know, the Bible does say in Revelation to them that they call themselves Jews, but they are not Jews. You know, we need to be praying for those people over there in this war-torn country right now, the real Israelites, the real Jews, um, because there's a lot of bad stuff yeah, going down. There's going to be some more bad stuff going down. And, you know, I've even seen some uh, some talk about this whole war was started to stop the red heifer kind of thing. I heard that too. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know how true that is. That's just hearsay kind of thing, but it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Sure. And yeah, I mean, even Jesus tells us that, you know, uh, this is going to go on until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled, that our love for the Messiah is going to drive the Jewish people to jealousy and they will long for him. The 144,000 in Revelation who are the witnesses who are for sure here during the tribulation, whether we are or not, they definitely are. And they're all here for, um, they're all from the tribes of Israel. They were with Jesus on the Mount of Olives. So Israel, the more I've studied prophecy, the more I realize, like, I did not know, like, pretty much anything even just three years ago. I mean, Israel and the Jewish people is like the epicenter of prophecy. And I mean, even New Jerusalem comes down from heaven, takes place of old Jerusalem. Yep. And it's like, it's almost like God's like keeping up with the covenant that he made with Abraham. And he's like trying to bring them all back to, I mean, even, you know, the Armageddon takes place in Israel. Jesus said, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, even Matthew 24, which is the most popular like tribulation verse, says, when you see these things begin, flee to Judea, leave leave Jerusalem. So it's interesting when you, we read the tribulation verse and then Jesus says that, it's like, well, I'm nowhere near Judea. So that's like, <laughs> what's the significance to me? So there's definitely the focus is on, uh, I would say, Israel and the Jewish people there. Yeah. I agree. And then, you know, too, is, you know, there's, they jump on this whole like anti-Semitism thing right now because once someone was like, well, the, the Jewish people are running the, the government, you know what I'm saying? Like in that kind right. of thing. And there's a big difference between like Kazarian, you know, and then like God's chosen people. And specifically like in, in scripture, it literally says that they would pilgrimage back. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You can't pilgrimage back to a place that you're sitting in right now. You know, so yeah, that's interesting. It, yeah. It's a good example as to, you know, the fact is that, you know, these uh, George Soros's, Rockefellers, Pesors, these are, are names that we hear often, which we call the puppet masters, but they're not even the puppet masters. They're the puppets. If you know their name, then then they're not the real puppet masters. And and those right. are, you know, Kazarian, Oscar, whatever you want to call them, which are different than God's chosen people. So it's not like people are being anti-Semitic or anything like that. You're just pointing out a fact. Um, mm. You know, and it's, it's right. a... Cause like I said, is um as far as people in this world, I love absolutely everybody because there's one simple fact, no matter how you look at it, no matter how you worship, we are all God's children. There's not mm -hmm. like 10 gods up there, the God of Hindu or the, the God of Christianity. It's like one God created everything that we see right now, you know? So one of the best tricks, you know, people say the greatest trick the devil ever did was convince the world he didn't exist. My opinion, the greatest trick the devil ever played was dividing everybody into multiple religions. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And I mean, even if there's like, you know, some Jews who think they're Jews and they're not, or in the true Jews, what really matters is that Jesus longs for the child, the lost children of Israel. And then through him coming now, he longs for the Gentiles. Yes. And so, yeah, Jesus wants the people in Gaza as much to accept him as Messiah as the people in Jerusalem. So that's really the message. The message is salvation through Christ. And um, that's really the focal point of everything, really. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's something I stress on here a lot. We, well, we all do, you know, it's, it's, 
if you don't know Jesus, here's how how you can know. You know, we go through the steps of salvation, and and we firmly believe that everyone must be born again. You know, no man cometh to the Father but by me. So to talk about the blood, which a lot of people don't even talk about that no more. A lot of churches don't. No, they don't want to hear about nothing gory. You know, and we know when, from Scripture that without blood, there is no remission of sin. It's got to be shed. That's what the Bible tells us. It go all the way back into Genesis. I mean, all the way to the end. So we're, we're leaving. There's a lot of things that are being left out in in our world today because of the deception. It's just like the the Bible translations. And and I and they these people have heard me say before. I'm not kicking you if you read one of these, but the King James compared to a lot of others. There's there's scriptures that are being taken out. There's scriptures that are being manipulated. Now you got to stop and ask yourself, clear your mind, and say, well. Why would they do that? Well, mm -hmm. there's an obvious reason to to get you from knowing the truth, to get you from not so that you're not coming under this conviction. You know, it's it's kind of like um, John ten thirty. Um, if you it, the, the difference in in that with the King James, the NIV, and SV, the King James says, "I and quote unquote my Father are one." Now, the NIV and the ESV say it this way. I and the Father are one. There's a huge difference there, yes. folks, as far as salvation and who Jesus really was. When he refers to him as being his Father, that gives the more validity that they are one. Okay, it's his Father. I am the Messiah. I am the begotten Son. But, I mean, we as Christians can look up to heaven and say the Father. We can say he is our Father. There's a difference. Jesus was the son. We're we're only sons because of what Jesus did by accepting what he did. Yeah. So it's yeah, that's right. be very careful on on things that you're reading. Yeah, that's true. I mean, even uh like personally I read the New King James version just cuz the old English is kind of hard for me, but Right. Uh yeah, even reading the NIV, I mean, one of what seems to be a very crucial verse that's taken out is when Jesus is talking about casting out demons and he says some only come out by fasting and praying. And that's not even in the NIV. They took that verse out. So it's like, why would you take that out? That seems pretty crucial. Or yeah, or yeah. or replacing. Um, you know, we were talking last night. Like some of the versions will literally have this was not in the original scripts. You know, right. so someone new to scripture going across the Bible are a going to skip over that completely, or they're not going to take it seriously because of that one little line. And you know, mm -hmm. so it just shows. Um, it doesn't take a lot to manipulate people or to deceive. The devil knows how easy this is. And oh, yeah. he, he has literally mastered this. And as we've all found out, you know, throughout our, our venture into, um, you know, following Christ is the closer you get to God, the more you serve him, the more you've got the devil prying up in your life and trying to, you know, shut your shows down or, or worse, you know, messing with your families. Like, I can't tell you what all I've seen since I became a follower of Christ. Like in many ways, my life became so much more beautiful, but it also became more difficult in a lot of ways too, because I didn't have the devil prying in my life before. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It changes. I mean, that's why the, well, again, back to the blood is so important. I mean, I'm pleading the blood constantly over me and my family and the full Thank armor you. of God, you know, the ministering angels of God, God has these angels that are ministers to us. So calling for God to send his warring angels. I mean, this, the spiritual warfare is you know so important and i was even saved when the people who were praying for me pled the blood of jesus over me and then that's when the overwhelming wave of god's love filled me so yeah there's there's power and we, yeah it's a spiritual war that we have to be involved in 
Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's definitely what it is too. Exactly. So for sure. One thing that you had talked about earlier that you and I, um, another thing, we got a lot in common. You and I, man, we're like brothers from another mother, yeah. um, but from the same, <laughs> but from the same father, you know, the, the heavenly father. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but one thing that we have in common is you said, you know, back in your previous life, before you found Christ, you studied a cult. Now, um, I, you know, being Scottish studied a lot of paganism. Now I never practiced it. I never did an incantation or anything, but I can tell you, I can tell you as much as you ever want to know about all pagan beliefs, ritualistic magic and everything. The reason I didn't practice it was because even then I was monotheistic. I believed, I believed in Christ. I believed in one God. So, you know, paganism incorporates multiple gods. So I just, you know, that was kind of what set me off. But, you know, I also, we did a show not too long ago that was called um, How God Takes Bad and Makes It Good. How God Takes Bad Situations, Bad People, and Uses Them for His Own Work. And so being in a cult, studying it, knowing stuff, not necessarily a good thing, but we also understand our enemy. So we've got something special to bring to the table as Christians by understanding how the enemy works as well. Like, do you find that um, in your life as well, that even though it wasn't a good thing that you may have practiced or studied it, it's kind of beneficial to where we are today? Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, kind of what I was really doing was, I mean, I was kind of looking to weird new age stuff a little bit, but the main thing was I was like playing with Ouija boards kind of often for a while there. And then right around that same time that I started doing that, I started seeing UFOs in the sky almost every single night around three o'clock in the morning. So, and that happened for a couple of years and it wasn't just me, multiple people I was with, you know, I had girlfriends at the time, see them one kind of closer encounter with one, but then, yeah, that's led me to where I'm at now, where clearly the occult opens doors to things. Now I see that this alien phenomenon is clearly a spiritual deception and it's interdimensional. Like I believe, um, whether they're fallen angels, demonic encounters, principalities and powers, referenced and told to us in Ephesians 6 12 this is clearly what's taking place and yeah I wouldn't have known any of that unless I experienced it at the time and praise God that he protected me through that time even when not living for him amen amen yeah that is a that's another topic on the list is that <laughs> you know people all the time talk about the aliens and stuff and and I agree I think what we're seeing is is some type of demonic presence now i we don't know much about the spiritual realm mm -hmm. but that's just my opinion I, I don't believe it's little green men from another planet no. uh, where you know these ufos and things that we're seeing and some of them can be it brought about by project blue beam i mean i, I get that too you know that that's going to be used for a different thing but yeah this that's and the, then you got cern I mean, CERN. What, yep on cern what what's let's talk about that what's your take on cern <laughs> well it's strange, you know, there are some very weird things. I mean, even the founder, someone high up at CERN when it first opened, he one of the statements he made was, we don't know what may come through this mm -hmm. when they start doing this. So, I mean, there's also, of course, a lot of conspiracies that did that weird ritual, fake ritual or whatever it was, you know, oh, the, yeah, destruction. The, the tunnel opening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Gothard tunnel there in Geneva. And then uh, there was like a weird there's a video of like a ritual taking place by the by the shiva god of destruction there yes. at turn two that supposedly the scientists did for halloween or whatever but who knows there's a lot of weird things about it 
you know, even the dance they put out, the symmetry thing where there's like some weird occult shadow figure standing around a circle. It seems deeper than just a machine. And, you know, they're doing yeah. things like trying to find the God particle or the beginnings of the universe. All this there you go. Stuff. I call it I call it the modern day Tower of Babel. They're yeah, trying to sure. bypass God. They literally call it dark matter. OK, yep. <laughs> so so go take the word that I just told you, dark matter. Go Google it. Go put it into a search engine and find out what the definition is. There is no definition. It's a guess. Yeah. So the fact right. that they called it dark matter tells you exactly what these people are trying to do. Um, For sure. You know, and I mean, they could open the bottomless pit potentially. No, exactly. You know, and uh, True Patriot says, you know, I feel like they're trying to open up a portal in the hell. So mm-hmm. my, my theory, um, and you know, like I said, this is just a theory, is when God creates life, God can create souls. God, our creator, is the only one who can create souls. So if you're messing with genetics and you're creating clones and stuff, obviously you can't create a soul, only God can. So I feel what they're doing is they're pulling demons through those portals and giving them hosts. So they're mm-hmm. using the clone bodies to give them like a demon host. Sure. Makes sense. They definitely could be doing that. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I mean, we see a lot of videos of people that are, you know, and we don't know anymore how much of this stuff's fake, but we do see a lot of videos that are being put out by people who appear to be demonly possessed. Yeah. Um, you see more and more of it all the time. So you didn't see as much of it before they started cranking up that bad boy. So, and there's more than one. You yeah. know, we, we keep yeah. thinking about the one in Geneva, but there's one in North Carolina. There's um another one. Yeah. Like I think in um, Alaska. So there's, there's multiple Hadron colliders around the world. And, and apparently the big, huge Hadron collider over in Geneva wasn't big enough. So they're building an even bigger Hadron collider. Um, yep. I guess they, they need more demons. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, they've got like four. They've got like two small ones there in Geneva, the big one they have now. And then if you look at an aerial map of the one they want to build in the future, it's like insane. It's huge. It's like, yeah, it's like a, it's it's bigger than a city. Oh, yeah. It's like set, it's like five, at least five times bigger than the one they have now, I think. Yeah. Which is crazy. You know, and um, and the crazy thing, too, you know, going back to what Jeff was talking about, what you were talking about, about, you know, the aliens. and Because I always believed that they were interdimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, and part of that deception is if they're convincing you that there's something else out of here, you know, that's the whole focus is to get your focus off of what's here. And, you know, even now it's kind of weird because our Pentagon has come out and said, oh, well, the UFOs that we're seeing are actually black operations, you know, vehicles. So they're admitting that they were created here on Earth. You've got Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson, who is literally coming out saying, these aren't aliens, these are demons, you know what I'm saying, Or, or of a spiritual thing. So, so even the truth is starting to slip out a little bit, you know, with that. It is. Um, but even part of that, I feel, is, is to distract us because if we're focusing on this, we're not focused on what we need to be focusing on, you know, which is Christ. So we're focusing on the potential of what could happen rather than what Christ is going to do, you know, in the long run. And and I get caught up in this, too. You know, I'm, I'm still a human. I still got that flesh that I deal with and the excitement and the intrigue. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, we have this discussion often, you know, with even with the Apocrypha Enoch and stuff like that about venturing outside of scripture, but making sure that you have a firm grasp of scripture before you venture out. Um, sure. You know, so it's, it's hard for me as a human not to be excited and to look, you know what I'm saying? But I need to also refocus myself and come back to walk with God instead of, like I said earlier, being out in front of him. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, 
especially in, yeah, in our personal lives for sure and like whatever we're doing yeah christ has to be the cent the center you know the focal point that we can't stray from and while we research these things and do these things yeah for sure we have to always be in our prayer closet reading the bible just for the the encounter with god and the shared time with god long prayers and all these things so beneficial because yeah we don't want to stray away from god in any way but yeah it is but there's definitely a lot going on with all this there's a lot of mainstream sources like tucker and the fbi guy who said that that's what the x-files was based off of yeah. he says these things are spiritual um uh lou elizon elizano or whatever his name is the pentagon uap guy he's saying that these things are demonic so yeah it's very interesting and this is a good this is why i focus on this stuff a lot is because you know if i saw a video when i was unsaved like why romans 8 is a great chapter i wouldn't have clicked that but if i see something like interdimensional beings or you know nephilim or alien 10 foot tall aliens at the miami mall then that would intrigue my interest so it's a good way to lead people in and then they can hopefully through that see the importance of the word and then make that yes. their focal point you know and that's actually it's brilliant you know what i'm saying because it's easy to engage a christian with scripture it's mm -hmm. not easy to engage a non-christian with scripture because they would have come to it already if it interested them whatsoever. So by doing yeah. things the way you do is you you bring them in with something that we're interested in earthly, and then you incorporate it into the scripture. So you're you're doing and you're not it's not clickbait because you're literally getting to the point that you made in 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 your intro or whatever. Yeah. But but it does it brings people in, and yeah, you know we have to as Christians um. This isn't an easy war, you know. They, you know, they they talk about what fifth generation warfare, psyops, and so forth. But we're in fifth generation Christian war right now, fifth generation spiritual war. So information is just as important in what we are doing. And oh yeah, God is giving us different ways to to initiate to bring people into at least engage in a conversation. You know, one thing that I did um, that I you know politically is when I was on Twitter and stuff like that, as a conservative, as a Christian, the moment that I gave an opinion, your liberals are like, I don't want to hear that. And then you just start making fun of me. And then all of a sudden, you know, you just hear white nationalists and all this crazy stuff. So what mm -hmm. I end up doing is literally building platforms on social media as a liberal. And instead <laughs> of going in and talking conservative stuff, all I do is ask questions as if I am a liberal who was, who didn't notice something, you know what I'm saying? So then all of a sudden, right. like you get into these conversations that aren't threatening simply by asking questions instead of pushing something out or coming across as, you know, a liberal instead of conservative, then you get the conversation. So God's given us an ability yeah. to reach out in different ways. And you too do For a sure. great job of that because you don't just come at somebody. You do exactly what Jesus did. Jesus answered questions by asking a question. Yes multiple yeah. times with parables somebody would ask him something and he would throw a question back to them who do you say that i am yeah. you know and that's that is a very that's something that i i would i'm trying to work more on and in praying about god will give me that ability because i'm just a person who generally just blurts out whatever i got to say <laughs> but it, that's a very powerful way to reach people is to answer their question with a question directed mm -hmm. back at them to get them to stop and think a moment Yes. You know, yeah. you two do a really good job on that. And, you know, um, not so much myself. So I have a question for you, Michael. How, what, what is your advice on reaching the younger generation per se? Mm. Yeah. I think the younger generation is just so 
um, fixed on the things going on in the culture, really. So I see a lot of channels and they do a good job when they talk about different people who are popular in the culture, like when Cat Williams goes on his interview and that goes super viral. That's a good way to get new people in or, you know, Jordan Peterson, who's kind of more in our realm, probably, I'd imagine. But just celebrities is a good way to get people in. Yeah. Any of these breaking popular topics like, yeah, the Miami Mall incident with the aliens that happened yes. a couple of weeks ago. That was huge. Yeah. So stuff like that, I think, is just a great way to get just anything that they would want to click on, you know, in general. Then that's a good way to get to get people in. Those are just a couple because they're so infatuated with the culture and just it's, breaking news or what's trending or just look at what's trending really and then figure out what's trending and then how to incorporate a biblical message into that. That's kind of a very good way to do it. Exactly. Yeah, you, you do a good job at that because that's, you know, that's the hard part is most most of these younger people don't want to take the time to talk about jesus christ in the bible yeah i know jesus and walk on you know mm -hmm. they don't want to take the time or i don't want to hear that mess and you know different things like that so yeah i, I can see where you're going there you know even for um, sure true patriot literally at the same time you said it said the same thing and i feel like the generation is too focused on them the culture and mm -hmm. that's the thing though but that's the great thing about you know the, the devil can be deceitful the devil can can understand how to get people's God can teach us to do similar things without deceiving people, but intriguing them, gathering their interests. So what do you do? Like you said, start off with popular science, culture, entertainment, something that intrigues them enough to come into the conversation. And, you know, it's one thing that I started doing. I say this all the time is that God gives us multiple opportunities to talk to people. And sometimes it's as simple as walking up and having a conversation in a store with someone. Then all of a sudden you turn around, you realize there's five other people in your conversation. It may not have been Christians, but they're still interested in hearing what you have to say. And everything, yeah. every answer begins with a question. Um, that's why you will never see me. I don't care. You know, they all say there's no such thing as a stupid question. I firmly believe that. Matter of fact, um, that was one of the reasons, like I said, that it took me a while to come into Christianity is they made me feel like my questions were stupid. And it's like, look, I wouldn't be asking these questions if I wasn't interested. And that's the thing is that no one asks a question unless they are interested in finding out that answer. So it begins that way. And then, you know, you mold them. You know, same thing we say, too, is, um, you know, planting a seed today. That seed may not grow for another two years, but what is going to happen is eventually that seed is going to grow. And, uh, you know, so it's it doesn't mean, well, if it's not ready to grow yet, why am I planting it now? Keep planting those seeds. You know what I'm saying? If you plant yeah. 10 seeds and only eight of them grow, that's eight seeds that grew and and inspired somebody, you know? So we, we have a big mission. Our service is going to be greater and greater. The most important things right now, I always say, other than prayers, like, you know, asking God for wisdom and discernment so that we have a, a better understanding, you know? Um, you know, politically, especially, you know, right now, I always tell everybody if I was to to vote today, I'd vote for Donald Trump. Um, mm -hmm. He's obviously the better choice that we see over all the other people that are running. But don't put your eggs in all that basket because he's still a human. So put your faith in Christ. Um, and and like I said, don't put don't back him up with everything that you have, because at this point, anybody on this earth can deceive us. And the devil's mm -hmm. really good at hiring the right people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got to be praying that God gets the right person that he wants in. And sometimes he can get people in. You know, even kind of what we're dealing with with the Biden administration, it's almost like it's just, well, in some areas it's terrible, but it's so incompetent that we've seen 
some area, uh, excuse me, some areas even back off. Like since since Biden's been in, the flow of information has become much more. And this kind of happens when Democrats are in. Like the flow of information kind of becomes easier. But like when someone like Trump's in and there's these big tech are so cracking down on censoring yes. him, the whole landscape changes of censorship and what can be said and what can't. So God can use all things for his good. Amen. And so, yeah, even when we see kind of what we're seeing now, yeah, let's just pray that it be turned, be turned for his good. And hopefully that we get the right leader in that he wants. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Bible does say that he puts Kings in their places. He, you know, yes. And, you, and yep. I've said it on here before, you know, you go back and look at the Israelites when they did what God told them, he give them good leaders. But when they became stiff necked and, you know, started sinning and this and that, God let them fall to hardship, whether it was, you know, crossing a desert for 40 years, you know, or whatever it was, you get, turn them over to Nebuchadnezzar, or all these other people. Mm -hmm. uh, so only God can change that. So I have one question for you. And you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Okay. So I know, I know you, I, I seen you post something the other day on your YouTube. Can you give us a glimpse of what you're working on coming up? I mean, I'm sure it has biblical meanings behind it and all that, but just a little elaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of, you know, Lord willing things that I would like to get done just with different video ideas and different, also kind of building up other platforms or building up things off youtube even and yeah it just takes a lot of work to do that i'm i'm the only person who does what i do and i mean the edits alone take 10 to sometimes even 15 hours on a single edit Easily. so it's just like and, yeah and that's for an eight minute piece everybody and i think yeah. you're being conservative with your numbers because some of those <laughs> things take like 20 or 30 hours they can yeah i mean it it, it was taking me about an hour to do a minute and then yeah. sometimes, depending on what I'm doing, I can make in 30 minutes do edit a minute worth of content. But yeah, it takes a lot of work. So I'm just, and I want to build, you know, I want to build this as much as possible, reach as many people as possible. Yeah, I don't think it's bad to to desire big things or believe God for, for big things and try to, you know, get as many people involved or build something to be huge. Because yeah, I want to be, you know, all glory for God. I don't care if it's ever mentioned my name ever again. But I yeah. just want to, as many people to come to Jesus as possible. And with technology, Amen. it's like just limitless what could be done. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We're, we're using yeah. the enemy's weapon against them. And that's kind of the way that I've perceived this. Because my original yeah. plan, going to film school, was to make movies. That's what I wanted to do for a living. And, and fortunately, um, by the time that I got done with film school my senior year, I realized how dirty and corrupt and satanic, mixed up, you know, sure. entertainment was. Um, so I kind of backed away from that. But, you know, just like you said, and that's one thing that I can certainly appreciate what you do is because, you know, you're looking at research, you're looking at script, you're looking at music, narration, editing, final cut, render, like, you know, some of these things can literally take, you know, 30, 40 hours. It's, it's like a, a full-time job, but yeah. it's the best job because we got the For greatest sure. boss in the entire world. <laughs> and that's our heavenly yeah. father. And I love how mm -hmm. he does that. He, he hands us all skills. Every one of them, like, you know, just because we're filmmakers doesn't, you know, what we're doing isn't greater than anything else anybody else is doing. God just gave every one of his different skills and is giving us an opportunity. That's a great thing. We have free will. We choose to take what God has given us to use it for him. So yeah. imagine the smile God gets on his face when he's like, ah, oh, man, 
you guys perfect because <laughs> you could have gone the other way with that <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's such a blessing and honestly one of the, the greatest blessings of it all is when you see something you're doing touching somebody else's life yes i mean it's just worth so much just to see a con a connection from something you're the lord is helping you do to connect another person with god closer it means so much exactly and you know we've got so much more to do um you know boy this 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 went by really quick this is a very fast hour um yeah, it was yeah and and like i said i i certainly look you are welcome on this show anytime matter of fact like if, if you would like to make this like maybe a, a bi-monthly thing um to join yeah. us on a saturday or a sunday or something like that um i do i love you man you're just you're awesome awesome guy yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know what you're doing. I respect you on so many different levels and I would love to make this a, a semi-regular thing. If you'd be cool with that. Yeah, I'd love to too. Love you guys. This has been great. And even if you, whenever you do that whole alien thing, that's been like one of my main focuses. I would love to come on and talk about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jeff brother, even uh, if, yeah, yeah. sorry, no, go you, ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, yeah, if you have to do multiple shows, like if you had that coming up close and we had to do it in the future, that's fine. Cause it's a very broad topic that could definitely whenever you want but yeah it's been a pleasure and i'd love to come back on yeah absolutely because like i said we do our shows um monday through friday you know nine o'clock eastern time we'll do it on the weekends eight o'clock eastern time hour and a half during the week like i said open ticket man um we'll definitely keep in touch uh this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship as they would say thank you absolutely so. absolutely me too <laughs> and thank jeff jeff brother um you have anything that you want to kick this out with and before we get into prayer oh man i just you know <clears throat> I just praise God for bringing this together um, because I know there's going to be some good things that come from this because everybody here has good knowledge of the Lord, how he works. You've got talent in the studio here uh, on multiple levels, not just with scripture, but with videos and helping people, getting content out to reach people, get this message out, how to be saved, things that get you to think about, you know, outside of the box. You're also disrupting some of the deception that's going on which is praise god an awesome thing because that's one of the biggest problems i see in our in our our world right now is the deception and we you know here we've got a, a young man who's who's really doing a good job just kind of like with the Allah thing we talked about earlier and i'm not bashing anybody but uh, we we got to know truth and there's there, there's even a limit on that because there's a lot of things that are being out there to where people have gotten where they just don't believe anything anymore because we've all found out we've been lied to so much but one thing I want to stress is this: you can believe God's word, okay. And if you're if you're not saved, you're not sure you're saved. By all means, please reach out to us. By all means, there's you're, you're not going to be picked on or anything because I want everyone to know that they're saved. Time's running out, folks. Now, just like all three of us here agree, Duncan, Michael, myself, we don't know that day and time. It could be before the show ends, and then again, it could be a thousand years from now. Wait till prayer. But, yep. <laughs> but my point is this and, and you guys know me i love every one of you i'm not in chat thank you all for being here um you know show michael some love go check out his youtube channel he does some phenomenal yes. work i'm sure you'll love it and in, in that youtube channel he has a lot of his other links tiktok patreon instagram you can find all this stuff just by going to his youtube and, and I'm just telling you, I've watched a lot of his stuff and it's, it's spot on. Mm -hmm. And so if you, you're here often to hear me, then if for no other reasons, go check it out because I told you so. But beyond that, it's because God's using him just like he's using us tonight to bring th these messages and these truths out 
because we want to see you go to heaven. We, we don't want to see you die and go lost to hell. But beyond that, we want you to know the king of all glory because of what he did for you. And that was die a horrible death on the cross. Okay. He shed his blood so that you didn't have to get nailed to that cross. Um, so if you're, if you're one of those people, you're not, you can always email us kilter Christian gmail.com. Um, and we'll be glad to reach back out to you, but that's about all I've got to say. Well, Other was, than Michael, thank you for joining yeah. us, brother. It was praise God. This, this worked out great. Cause I, I was nervous all week. My wife can tell you, you need to mail me back yet. I, oh yeah. Sorry about that. And I think there was some concern there about being played and, and we've all been there. Duncan, me, yes. some others that are here tonight. I've, I've been doxxed. I've been threatened. I've, you know, so I, I get the whole thing. I really do sure. watch who, you, who you're running with nowadays because people will stab you in a heartbeat. Don't give yeah. them more information than you absolutely have to. But hopefully, praise the Lord, and through him, we've we've made a good connecting friendship here. And I'm looking forward to having you back on because I, I just love your content. I know. I know. It's, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I back everything you just said about salvation through Christ alone. Anyone can reach out to me through Instagram or anything. And yeah, totally welcomed. If you, you don't think you're good enough to talk to someone about Christianity as well as with them, you can with me too. And you're, you're, I'll welcome you with open arms and Jesus is the only way to salvation and he will change your life here on earth forever as well as into eternity with him and God in heaven. Amen. Amen. You know, I want to real quick before we go into prayer, I want to give a, a, a really quick big thank you to Insidious who has been utilizing the entire show to uh, put up your links. You guys um, can also find all of uh, Sling and Stone's links at our Kilted Christian at Telegram. So go there, check that out. Um, certainly, as I say every weekend, do something that you enjoy. Kick off your shoes, go outside, hug a tree, walk barefoot, talk to God. In this case, I'm going to say go bend yourself some some good old uh, Sling and Stone videos on YouTube. It's a, It'll literally be hours and hours well spent. I highly suggest doing so, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for that. Appreciate it. And thank you to Insidious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure you hang around with us, Michael, after we close the show out. We'll we'll briefly talk afterwards. Exactly. We'll do. So thank you guys. Before we leave, as always, most important thing, guys, we're going to come into a little bit of prayer. And uh, then we're going to end up playing the extra that we should have started the show with, which is Daryl Blair washed in the blood, which we will do tonight. And just a heads up, uh, Jeff and uh, and Michael. Um, it is on your track, so you're going to have to meet yourself or just not say anything. But first, a little bit of prayer. So everybody, please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for another day. You are so grateful. You're so gracious. You show us so love in absolutely everything that happens in our lives. Just now, I said the word prayer. My dog comes running here because my dog even loves prayer. Father, and it's because of the the... You're sitting right here with us when we do pray, and my dog even feels that. So just grateful and blessings for everything that you speak to us, every little sign that you get, even the ones that we don't realize, we don't notice, dear Lord. You continue to speak to us every day, and if we don't hear, it's because we're not listening. So dear Lord, just let us open up our ears a little bit more every day just to be able to hear all that you were suggesting that we do. Dear Lord, you don't ask a lot from us. You you ask very little of us, dear Lord, but we need to rise up and, and, and do more than you ask of us. We repent, dear Lord. We've accepted you into our heart. We've been saved. We spread that gospel from nation to nation, but we don't need to stop there, Father. As Christians, as your followers, we want to step up and do everything that we can to serve you in every way we can. So, dear Lord, let us all come to terms and realize the skills that you have blessed us with 
our whole lives, even before we knew you, dear Lord, you knew us. Even before we realized we were working for you, you were working through us for you. And dear Lord, today, you never gave up on us. You loved us no matter how bad we were, whether we were drug addicts, whether we were womanizers, whether we were just terrible people in general. You still loved us. You never gave up on us, dear Lord. So I ask, dear Lord, that you bless us with the same patience with others that you had with us, dear Lord. Let us never judge those for where they were, but open our arms for where they are. Dear Lord, we were all sinners. We've all made huge mistakes, dear Lord, but you loved us enough to give us that opportunity for salvation and eternal life by giving your life on that cross. The greatest gift that we ever have, dear Lord, even greater than the lives you gave us, was the eternal life that you gave us the day that you left this world on that cross, dear Lord. And we know one day you're going to come back, not as the lamb that was sacrificed, but as a lion who is going to create judgment upon this earth, dear Lord, and hold all the evil and the tyranny accountable for what they have done. But during this time, dear Lord, as we experience this tyranny, as we experience this evil, don't let us walk in front of you, Father. Pull us back. Let us walk with you. Let us walk behind you, dear Lord. It's not our job to try to fix the problem, dear Lord. Our job is to rely on you who is ultimately going to fix that problem. So give us calmness in our lives, dear Lord. Give us that love, grace, and mercy. Let us embrace all of the beautiful things you blessed us with and not fall into the tyranny and the hardships and the fear and the turmoil and the stress that the devil tries to put into our lives every single day. We're going to rise past that, dear Lord, because of you. You've given every one of us a mission right now. We may have separate missions individually, dear Lord, but it's all for the same mission. Dear Lord, you take one cog out of a functioning machine, the machine stops working, which shows the importance that every single one of us have on this earth as you have gotten us to serve you, dear Lord. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for giving life meaning the moment that we found you in our lives, dear Lord. Life was so much more than eat, sleep, work, and repeat. Life has a glorious mission, dear Lord, and I thank you for picking us all to be here during this time. You could have chosen us any time over the last 2,000 plus years, but you chose us all to be here right now, dear Lord, so let us rise to this occasion. Let us be here for one another. Let us unify. Let us not divide. Dear Lord, as one of us will inevitably stumble on that path to righteousness, dear Lord, let another one of us be there to lift them back up onto their feet so they can continue the mission as they will be there to do the same thing for us one day. But Father, thank you so much for answering all the prayers, bringing all these beautiful family and prayer warriors into our lives, dear Lord, which gets bigger and bigger every day. Thank you for bringing us in contact with Michael, who is just the beginning of a great relationship, dear Lord. You were bringing your warriors together so we can build our army stronger and stronger each day. But Father, never let us forget not only to pray for thanks and all you bless us with, but also pray for our enemies, dear Lord. Pray for them. Let's learn how to forgive them. Let's learn how to love them as you love us, dear Lord, as you loved us at our worst. Let us learn to love them at theirs. Because one day, Father, they can end up being one of the greatest warriors you have in your army, dear Lord. We've seen multiple examples of that in scripture. So, dear Lord, just thank you for everything. Thank you for life. Thank you for all the big things, all the little things that you bless us with. And never let us take anything for granted. Never miss a day of repentance and certainly never miss a day of thanking you for all that you blessed us with. We love you with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, guys, um, absolutely phenomenal show. It was a blessing to be able to be introduced to you. Like I said, um, I look forward to a continued relationship. This is going to be great. God brings his people together, and I hope to be able to do some work with you at some point, you know, a little collaboration and stuff like that. 
we're all on the same mission. That's the great thing is that once you, you humble yourselves, like Christ asks us to do, you realize this isn't a competition that we can sometimes work better together to accomplish something in a greater way than we could have individually. So God bless you, Michael, so much uh, for everything that you're doing. Jeff, brother, you as well, man. You know I love you with all my heart. You're my favorite person in this world, man. I am just absolutely grateful that we came together. Um, We've grown as a family. We've grown together. You've helped me become a better Christian, a better person, and uh, I'm just thankful for that as well, brother. All glory to God, man. No no accidents, no coincidences. I don't believe that anymore. Um, I just don't. I mean, the way we met, now the way we've met Michael, you know, the way we met, you know, Brother Dan, I mean, all all these things, God's God's just moving people into the right places, and I firmly believe that. And that Amen. just, to me, gives more validity to the time draweth nigh. Absolutely. And uh, Mike, yeah. Michael, give you, you the guys. last I word. Forward. <laughs> yeah, I was just, thank you guys for letting me on, and I totally look forward to future talks, and this has been an amazing talk. And yeah, just thank you guys. God's definitely bringing people together. And it's just a blessing and just want to continue our relationship and just give God all the glory. Thank you guys. Amen. Well, brother, we will definitely continue this conversation. Like I said, I would love to just make this some regular thing. Like I said, it was a great conversation. Um, you're not looking at chat. Everyone in here um, thanks the world of you. They love what you produce. They, they've, some of them even said, man, you're even more impressive here on the show than the content that you produce. You know, <laughs> So um, it was a great awesome. conversation. Um, everyone's here just giving you love since you can't see it. I'll pass it on to you. And uh, Thank I you. look forward to doing this again. Me but, too. God bless you guys. In the meantime, all of you out here, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I love you with all my heart. And I'm so thankful that God has brought us all together. This is a beautiful community, a beautiful family. And God needs us to unify and not divide. There's a strength in numbers. There's a strength in prayer. And all that you do in this mission is just something I can never be thankful enough. Just being here with all of you, you accepting me into your family and being a part of this show, Kilted Christian. But guys, I love you all very, very much. Uh, we'll be back again on Monday night for episode 538 of Kilted Christian. Going to be a phenomenal show, and then we will definitely get Slinging Stone Michael back on um, soon. And I will keep you updated, guys. Once again, go make sure that you go to Kilted Christian on um, Telegram. Check out all those links. Give them a follow back. Uh, show them some love in the comments. And... Uh, you know, help them out um, any way that you possibly can financially because there is a lot of time that goes into this. This is more than a full-time job, but we got to do what we can right now and put our priorities first, and that is doing our work for God. And if God blesses us occasionally with some of your donations or something to help us out, it's certainly appreciated. Um, like I said, we don't have time to do much other right now than, than to help other people find God. But guys, I love you all very, very much. I want to thank you for joining us tonight for episode 537. We will see you again on Monday. And I end with Daryl Boyers, Washed in the Blood. Life lets me down and the lies tell me I've been abandoned When the darkness surrounds and it seems that there's no hope inside I can call on your name and you release my pain, Lord, you hear me
can lean into you, Lord, and know that you'll carry me. Because I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. I can call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I would rather be. Out here with you, safe in your arms, I'm washed in the blood. You see, fear is the enemy, left to its lies, it'll break me. I won't be led to believe that all feelings I am should be trusted. I can let go fear as you open my eyes to your hand on me. I can lean into you, Lord, and know that you'll fight for me. Lord, you fight, oh, I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. And I can call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here with you. I'm safe in your arms. I'm washed in the blood. You see all of the lies that fill up my mind. They come straight from the voice of the enemy. I will give up this pride and run straight to the fight. Cause I know you're living in me Lord, I'll step across fear and surrender my life And become who you called me to be Who you called me to be I will trust you, Lord, because I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. Lord, I call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here with you. Safe in your arms, I'm washed in the blood. I'm washed in the blood. I'm washed in the blood. Lord, I'm washed in the blood.
absolutely beautiful rest of your weekend. And once again, spoil alert, God wins. So fear not, stress not. Let go of all of your anxiety. Spread that gospel from nation to nation. Pray, pray, pray. Never stop. Remember this. God has given us everything that we need to get to this mission. He will not leave us behind. We will be successful. God will be victorious. Guys, I have a beautiful evening. I love you all with all my heart. And God bless.